welcome to another episode of Tap That EFT and Other Holistic Friends. I am Lane and today I have got Cora Naylor with me. Hey Cora. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Excited to be on the show with you today. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Cora is currently in Mexico, but originally from Canada. So I'm really, really excited to have this chat and, you know, take the podcast overseas yet again. So thank you again so much for being here. Cora, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Cora Naylor. I'm also a podcast host. Mine's called Crack the Code, and I am an emotion co-practitioner which is a process for helping people release negative trapped emotions. Um, as we know, if we don't process emotions as we're going through events and during our life, they just get trapped inside us and we need to look for methods of getting it out, either motion code, EFT, different kinds of ways. I love that. And so what is the main difference between EFT and emotion code? Um, with the emotion code, we use muscle testing to find the emotions. I've got a chart that has the emotions on it. And the muscle testing helps me determine which of the emotions are trapped for a particular event. And then I use a magnet to release the emotions. Oh, that's really cool. Didn't know mm-hmm. that. And so like, how would you do that in an online setting? I'm curious to understand. Um, I get permission from you to connect to your subconscious. And so I do the work on myself as a proxy, just as if I was doing it on you. That's really cool. And so how did you get into this? I met somebody who was an emotion co-practitioner and I did some work with her and I had some interesting results and I always really liked it. It was always in the back of my mind to do something with it. And I went on to get certified as a life coach. And while I was taking my life coach training and we were in the section where we were doing emotional issues in the back of my mind I was thinking man the emotion code would just be way easier a process to do than what we're doing here because a lot of people don't remember a lot of their emotional problems I know even with myself my parents split up when I was young and even though there was nothing really terrible that happened it's still in my childhood brain was really bad and that put a lot of blocks and barriers around what happened to me. And I just don't even remember what happened. So how do you bring up stuff that you don't remember? And that's what I like about this. I don't need to know that part. Mm. It's quite fascinating when you bring up the childhood elements of it, because, you know, a lot of, I think that a lot of people as they grow up, they tend to reflect on their childhood. And majority of the time, they think that they've had it pretty rough. They've had a kind of bad experience and they can't really tap into the memories of like why it was so bad and I just find it really really interesting yeah and especially I do a lot of work too with um, food issues emotional eating a lot of that stuff is from when you were really young or even in the womb and you're absorbing it or inheriting it before you even have a chance can you give a bit of an example of that because I find the womb stuff really quite fascinating um yeah I've I mean I've had people and I'm you know, maybe it's especially um, food or any junk food cravings. You think you really love potato chips and you can't stop eating them. And then you find out that you inherited some emotions from when you were a really small child. And that is just the trigger. Every time something happens with that event that comes up, that's when you start eating those chips. And often it's really easy to release those emotions 
and you might not even want to eat them again. That's quite fascinating because, like, we do similar like um, food stuff with with EFT with people who you know have really um, significant cravings. And for myself, like as you said, potato chips like they are honestly. And now that I think about it, like my dad loves sitting down with a packet of potato chips, and that's just like how I kind of remember us whenever I'd go and see him because also same experience my parents split up when I was quite young and my mom was like such a health nut and we weren't allowed to have like much junk food at her place but at dad's it was like oh my god I can eat whatever I want and so Friday nights for us were takeaway chips you know cheese and biscuits and they're the things that I like still love today and it's an issue I know it's an issue something that I've got to work on myself. So I didn't really um, kind of like make that connection. I was just kind of, you know, thinking, oh, I just love the taste. Who doesn't love the taste of chips and chocolate? Honestly. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're programming you to get addicted to that stuff. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is if you inherit the emotions, which some of them you know, things that we have either from your mom's side or your dad's side, when we release those emotions, they release it back however far it is to whoever originated the emotion. So if it was your mom or dad, or maybe it was your grandparents, or sometimes it's even five, 10 generations, they might not still be alive, but it still releases it from everybody right up to you. Yeah, absolutely. And that totally flows into other, you know, categories and elements that like generational lineage kind of patterns that just get passed on. And those, those emotions, because like emotions are chemical reactions, they shape your DNA. And then when you embody those and you pass them on and you just continue that cycle. And I just find it so, so fascinating. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it is. And especially when you can do it in one session, literally in a couple of minutes, most things, sometimes um, chocolate or bread might take a little longer because there's so much more emotion around those foods in particular. Oh my goodness. That's really fascinating too. Oh my gosh, I'm learning a lot. Um, I I love the fact that like with EFT, that your limiting beliefs can kind of unpack within one session. And these are like things that people have been carrying around for sometimes years. And I just find it so interesting that people tend to want to hold on to those limiting self-beliefs or those like negative patterns for such an excessive amount of time when it can be dealt in maybe a 25 minute session or a 45 minute session, or maybe a couple, you know, like that, that benefit there is just totally outweighs holding on to that stuff for so long. It's just Yes. I keep saying to everybody, wouldn't it be great if by the time you were done high school, you could get rid of all your emotional baggage and have some financial training. That's cool. how much better off you could be when you were starting life. Yeah. And that's why I think that this kind of work is so important for kids and teens to get involved in at an early age. I had a podcast episode yesterday with um, a, a woman who was talking about the the ability to kind of address these issues before they actually become issues. And yeah. that starts that can start in childhood and, and in teens as well. So yeah, great call out there. Yeah. And especially with the anxiety issues, I, my, my kids were in high school. My kids have been out of high school for about 12 years now, but almost all the girls that they knew in school were on anxiety medications. Wow. So if we, they were using EFT or, you know, motion code stuff, there's so many ways they could release that instead of taking medications and yeah. trying to get to the problem. 
Yeah, absolutely. Trying to address the cure element of it instead of like the root cause. And that's such a huge thing that I think is definitely shifting today in, in our, I don't want to say like medical world, but yeah, in a sense, yeah, the medical <laughs> medical world, um, people are looking for alternatives instead of yeah. going to the pills and trying to a- address what the problem is instead sorry trying to address what like the symptom is instead of the root problem so yeah yeah. and that's why it's nice having podcasts like this where people can learn about alternatives because medical profession does have its place and it'd be great if they could work hand in hand with the holistic training so that you know everyone can get whatever they need yeah do you see that happening in the future like what's your take on that um there are some practitioners that are doing stuff like that right some of the doctors um so hopefully i would hope that they would but it's it's all about the money right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no lies here everyone we're not here to uh wrap you in cotton wool and tell you that it's not gonna be all right the the money element is it's just mind-blowing and like you know going deep into understanding just how much of the medical system is just super corrupt and held um held to account when it comes to money and contracts and like backdoor deals it's just interesting maybe we shouldn't talk about it too much I yeah to- i know no so i think it's okay i said i think the doctor they don't want to do a good job but they you know they get limited in their time for per patient so yeah there's only so much they can do yeah, absolutely. And in such a sick world at the moment, their time is just, you know, 15 minutes to try and help someone. No, that's not enough time. It's crazy. And that's how I think that we've ended up into this like situation where you are just trying to band-aid the, the symptoms as opposed to, again, getting down to the, the root cause of the issue. So, yeah. I'll move on before I get in trouble. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So being a life coach and an emotional co-practitioner, do you amalgamate the two? Um, A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently started um, doing virtual co-working sessions for women to help them get more work done. And when they come in, I use the emotion code to release any emotions they have around whatever they're working on for the day. And I've actually also brought in that they can come to work on business stuff but also come for self-care because that's something else that we don't always um, schedule for ourselves and it's nice to do it during the day instead of at night when you're tired after you've been working all day yeah absolutely and also like such a beautiful community setting as well right i'm assuming like you know tell us how you kind of started this um little co-working space i'm really interested yeah yeah it worked it just came about organically i was trying to figure out oh something that i could give to people to get give them a taste of how the emotion code works and i just happened to be talking to a few people and they mentioned co-working and i've always loved co-working you know before covid i used to do co-working in office spaces because sometimes when you're at working home alone it's hard to get focused and if you go somewhere and kind of pretend you're in an office you get way more focused on what you're doing um so, and i like the idea of working in a community one of the ladies says it's like she's in the kitchen and everyone else is in the living room so even though we're all at home working independently it's like we're together and how i structure my program is everyone comes in we do a little bit of networking for a couple of minutes so you get to meet a couple of the people that are in the group 
And then everyone says what they're working on. Am I release the emotions they have or give them some motivation if maybe they have a block around something they're working on or starting and you know it's overwhelming. And then we come back and celebrate at the end because when you work at home alone, no one ever says, hey, you're doing a good job. Yeah. So it's fun to end on that. Uh, I really, really love and admire that. Like for some, because I am someone who works at home predominantly all of the time and recently I you know I don't need another job I've got five jobs at the moment but I've just I just was like I'm at home by myself all the time so I picked up another job working in a cafe just so that I could have that social element and you know having a virtual co-working space just sounds amazing to me so I might have to join I think (laughs) yeah oh yeah I'm always looking for more women to join up Um, and it's nice to see what other people are doing. And like I say, I think the best part is leaving on the high note with the celebration at the end, everyone, you know, we're just like "Ah," giving everyone a cheer for whatever they accomplished because it's always something. It's beautiful. And I think that a lot of women don't take the time to celebrate themselves because we're constantly on the go, constantly doing all these other things as well outside of our works and our jobs and our businesses and maybe even, you know, our side hustles as well, like outside of that. It's just crazy to me. And really taking that time to like stop and celebrate, I think is potent and beautiful. And I really, really love that. Tell us a little bit about who the clients that you work with, just not just from the co-working space, but also mm-hmm. from the emotional codes side of things. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, most of the people that are in the co-working, generally they're uh, people that are business owners, solopreneurs, um, working from home. But I can work with all kinds of people because a lot of the um, things I also work on are to do with fears or even chronic pains. A lot of times our pain is partly physical, partly emotional. So if we can release that emotional side of it, then that just opens the body up to be able to heal better. And you can do use muscle testing to determine what the percentage of that pain is, which is an interesting piece to do because sometimes it's all emotional and you've been going to the doctor for ages and trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And it's not even anything you can pinpoint. I had an experience recently with um, kinesiology and I had never really looked into kinesiology before. I'd never done it before. And I was recommended by someone because I went on my Instagram and I just went to my audience really and said, look, I'm having this physical pain and I've been having it on and off for years and keep going to the doctors. Nothing seems to be the root cause of the issue. I've done x-rays, I've had ultrasounds and I just cannot get to the bottom of it. And someone was like, oh, I've got, I've got a kinesiologist practitioner that I think that you should go check out. I'm like, cool, no worries, booked in like five days later went and had my kinesiology session and I have not had the pain since and it's been months and it just completely blew my mind because in that session everything was like energetics and emotions and I don't want to say the the woo but yeah yeah often called these days so it was a bit of a woo session and I just walked out of there and I was like okay that was different but I loved it and just have not had that pain since. So I can totally understand how this would work in the emotional capacity as well. And the percentage of it being like a hundred percent emotional. That's really cool. Yeah. It's fun. And you can do it on people or animals. Yeah. The animal element. Tell me about it. Yeah. um, I don't do a lot of work myself with animals, but I have some friends that do, but I did um, some work one time on a lady's horse in Colorado 
and I'm in Vancouver, Canada, you know, so definitely was doing it from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here her horse was very sad and we found really some emotions and it turned out her horse really wanted her to be out riding more often. And oh. since then, she's totally turned her life around like her animals or everything. She even does therapy and stuff with her horses now. That's so beautiful. I really love that. So you have a monthly membership coming up in December. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so that's a more in-depth piece after the co-working sessions. In the co-working sessions, it's very personalized, whatever you're working on there. Um, But I do have a list of types of things that women generally get stuck up on when they're in business, things like negative self-talk. Or maybe you're just not attracting people like clients or potential clients. And it might be that you have a heart wall. And a heart wall is when we have relationships that aren't working and the emotions get trapped around our heart. So mm-hmm. you can have a heart wall with the world. You can have a heart wall with yourself. You can have a heart wall with clients, potential clients, specific people, or even with money. Because money blocks is another one that we're going to go into. I'm a big, big, um, I love talking about money. I love doing tapping around money. So that, that really resonates with me. And I think that it's really cool that you're doing that as well, because money is also such a taboo topic for a lot of people and women in particular as well. So I really love that you're talking about that too. Yeah. So that's going to be something we'll do every, um, every week. We'll have things that we'll work on plus whatever they're working on as well. And then every month we'll do goal setting and make sure we don't have any limiting beliefs around whatever our goals are. Cause you know, we're always told to make those big hairy goals and do all this stuff, but inside your subconscious mind's going, yeah, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So yeah, try and make it something that's a, that's accomplishable, but something that make you don't have limiting beliefs around it so that it is something you can really do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, the, the little steps in your goal setting as well, like just make it so much more attainable and easy. And you're able to like, look back at the progress that you've made with just a completely different view, instead of being like, this massive goal up here but what about all the little ones that are going to bring you to that big one that I think is really important too so all of it together here we go that's awesome so aside from like the co-working space that you've got going on and obviously the emotional code stuff what other do you have any other services that you offer online at all no, just regular um, personal one-on-one sessions. Um, I also have a uh, weight management, or we can call it a you know food type type of course. Go through a whole list of items around you know issues around food and exercising, eating more, doing more, all that. Amazing. And a business one we could do also as a one-on-one or or in the membership either way. I love it. Mm. Cora, where can we find you online? Um, my website's the easiest way. It's coranaylor.com. Super easy. I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just my name. So that yeah. makes it keep, it, keep it simple. That does make it easy. I'll make sure that I pop all of your social platforms in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for being here with me today, Cora. I really appreciate you talking about the emotion code. I definitely learned a few things and I'm really, really looking forward to joining this co-working space. Yeah, I hope you do, but I don't know if it's going to work for your time zone. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
We have to start up an Australian group page. (laughs) Thank you so much, Cora. Thank you so much for having me.